Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Yellow Jackets Hive. Hello. I am Media Melanie, along with... And I'm Emily. And we are here with a specialty spill episode. What is a specialty spill episode, you ask? It's the equivalent of a deep dive or a topical uh, topic that we'll be discussing from Yellow Jackets. So um, that, and we are calling our fan panels hive hangouts um we will be having a fun hive hangout very soon if you're interested in participating please send us a message drop a comment whatever and we will get in touch with you yes it will be lots of fun so much fun <clears throat> buzz 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 um before we get started with our specialty spill which is called there's no book club um <laughs> obviously about jeff sadecki uh, we just wanted to share the latest from the Yellow Jacket social medias. And this came through last night. This photo Ooh. of the adult Yellow Jackets, including um, we have Christina, Melanie, <clears throat> Tawny, Simone, and Lauren. Um, missing, however, is Juliette Lewis. So, yes. interestingly... I wonder... I wonder if, because you said that uh, Christina Ritchie posted this and then deleted it immediately. So she I did. wonder if she deleted it because Natalie is not in the picture and that kind of gives away the fact that they're all together filming. You know what? That is what I was thinking. And Misty's wearing that purple coat um, that she was wearing in the behind the scenes photo when she was holding the goat in the wilderness. So um, it, it could be one of two things. It could be, you know, maybe they were all filming that day and, you know, Juliet just wasn't in the scene. I believe she had COVID at some point during filming Ooh. as well. So it could be that this was when they were filming when she had COVID and she just was not available for the photo. Yeah. But I do find it interesting that Christina deleted it so quickly. However, the fandom is very trigger finger friendly with screen grabbing. <laughs> so we were able to get a peek at it. But how nice is it to see adult Lottie and adult Van like right next I to each know. other? I oh know. And God. finally, like, like we've seen so many pictures of the other four, but we've seen like nothing of Simone or Lauren. So that's a treat. It really is. Now that we've had a little peek into adult van, you know, we've got her um, working in some kind of like antique or, or vintage or art yeah. shop. Um, we really haven't seen any adult Lottie behind the scenes photos. So if I had to bet, I would say that those are going to be coming at us next. Yes, I think so, too. I think also, they'll release some kind of like promo pictures like relatively soon. I bet. I bet. And that will all lead up to the trailer, which we're kind of speculating at this point will be February, which I mean, yeah. we'd love it to be sooner. But, you know, it makes sense the month before the premiere. So we're guessing like maybe Valentine's Day, maybe a couple weeks before. That's where we're putting our money. Do you think may I I don't I I can't recall if I've ever seen like Showtime advertise anything like during the Super Bowl but can you imagine if they premiered the trailer during the Super Bowl all the eyes that would be on that trailer Oh my god I mean that would be a really timely you know, time to put that out. It would immediately start trending on Twitter. And, you know, we've talked about this. We are going to be standing by and ready to absolutely dissect that trailer when it comes out. So we're going to do a whole episode on it. So be ready for us to pick that thing apart. 
Absolutely. I cannot wait. <laughs> yes. Um, well, why don't we dive into our specialty spill episode all about Mr. Jeff Sadecki himself. And we thought we would start by just kind of reading the character description that the show gives to Jeff. Emily, why don't you read Showtime's description of Jeff Sadecki? Sure. So former prom king and high school sweetheart of a popular yellow jacket, middle-aged Jeff now finds himself in a life that did not unfold quite as he had hoped. And of course, um, Jeff Sadecki, adult Jeff, is played by Warren Cole. Warren Cole is best known for his starring role opposite Jennifer Lopez on the NBC drama Shades of Blue. He recently appeared in Amazon's hit young adult series, The Wilds, and he will appear in the next season of Mark Cherry's Why Women Kill on Paramount Plus, as well as Amazon's The Terminal List opposite Chris Pratt. Wow. I, watched, I watched that last one, The Terminal List, with my husband, and that was really good. Thank yes. You. And The Wilds, right? Like, so did you watch The Wilds or no? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, the Wilds is canceled, unfortunately. They had a couple of seasons, did not get renewed for a third. But what's interesting about that is he plays a dad, and it's another teen show about girls in a plane crash. And yep. actually also boys in a plane crash. Spoiler yeah. alert. But um, he actually plays the dad of Shelby, I believe. He's kind of like a mm -hmm. religious enthusiast dad. So kind of the opposite of his role on Yellow Jackets. But, you know, yeah. Warren Cole is is really killing it in, in the dad, young adult uh, role these days. So, yep. yes. He's, and he's so perfect. Like, I can't imagine anybody else as Jeff. And even though he was in the wild so briefly, like he played the character really well. He did. He did. And, you know, if you have not watched The Wilds, it's definitely worth the watch if you are a fan of Yellow Jackets. It features teens, a plane crash, and, you know, some sense of mystery. So there's only mm -hmm. two seasons. It's pretty easy to watch. You know, definitely check it out while you're waiting uh, for yeah. Yellow Jackets to premiere on March 24th. Um, so adult Jeff, again, Warren Cole, and we have teen Jeff played by Jack DePew. Um, we don't see a lot of teen Jeff in season one, but hopefully we'll see more of him and Shauna's backstory in season two. I think we will see more of teen Jeff because I feel like at some point they have to show us how Shauna and Jeff came to be as teenagers. Like, we know that they hooked up before they were, they hooked up in that first scene in the pilot. Like they say, we're not doing this again. So it's very apparent that it happens multiple times. So I, I hope that's something that they share with us. And this is something that we talked about a little bit. Uh, they released a press release for their filming a scene at a bowling alley in season two and both the adults and the teens counterparts are going to be there. They were both there for filming. So I'm thinking it's like a flashback scene where the adults are going to be reminiscing on something that happens to them when they're teenagers. And we know Jackie's not around anymore. So maybe it would make sense for it to be an event where Jackie was not present. And maybe it could have been like the jumping off point for John for Jeff and Shauna. 
I absolutely agree. I, I think, you know, um, it, it sounds like we will get some more backstory as to how it started and the bowling alley would make sense. You know, I firmly believe that Shauna was the first one to make a move. I yeah. can't picture teen Jeff, like coming on to his girlfriend's best friend. I'm sure Shauna in some way made the first move, whether she suggested something and then they happened to be alone or, you know, however it transpired. I, I cannot picture Jeff having been the initiator in that case. It's, it's so hard for me to picture Shauna doing it too at the same time. Like, even though like, I definitely think that Shauna initiated whatever happened between the two of them, but like Shauna's personality, she's very like, she's not outgoing. So for her to breach that, like, trust that she had with Jackie to go that route with Jeff is just, like, it's not out of character for her, but it just seems like it's hard to picture her doing it. Right. And, you know, motivation-wise, we know that she's always kind of lived in Jackie's shadow a little bit. So, you know, perhaps it was a form of rebellion for her. You know, she was trying to kind of do her own thing, although it's not really her own thing. It's somebody else's, but it's almost like it gave her this kind of like power, right? It, mm -hmm. um, it allowed her to have something that was, that was hers and Jeff's and it was, you know, kind of a secret and secrets are an important part of, of Jeff and Shauna's relationship. You know, we had pulled some of the important dialogue we thought, um, between Jeff and Shauna. And, you know, one of them was Jeff saying that secrets have always been a part of us. And that's how they started. You know, these secrets are still coming to light in their adult lives, you know. Um, and they probably waited, what, like five years to get married, would you say, after coming out of the wilderness? That's the timeline? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember, I don't, do you remember when Shauna searches for herself on the internet? She there. She pulls up a bunch of different results, and in one of the results, it has their engagement announcement. And in the corner, it says two thousand one. So yeah, I'm assuming five years. Right. What I'm interested in is what did that five years look like coming back from the wilderness and deciding whether or not to return to what she had with Jeff. Um, you know, Melanie yeah. did a really good interview with Collider and had some thoughts to share on that. Uh, would you like to read a little bit of what Melanie had to say about her and Jeff? Sure. For me, I think that they were drawn to each other. There's some That's something that Warren and I decided that neither of them felt great about, but it kept happening. They couldn't stop it, and they were really drawn to each other. I think she was sort of surprised, and she didn't really understand what it was. Yeah, I definitely think they were drawn to each other and they weren't supposed to be and they knew that. Yep. And, you know, as with anything, when something is secretive like that, it, it kind of gives you a little bit more like passion and drive yeah. and excitement. I mean, it's exciting. You're a teenager. You're having sex and not only having sex, but you're having sex with your girlfriend's, your uh, best friend's boyfriend, which is like yes. next level. I mean... Yes. Next level, right? Um, Absolutely. Melanie also had to say, um, you know, in, in terms of when they returned from the wilderness and, you know, the weight of her involvement with Jackie's death, I think certainly when she got back from the wilderness, there was a conscious decision like, well, I did this awful thing to the person who was closest to me. And now I, I can't just say, 
oh, that was meaningless and maybe I'll go off. And I, I think that if the wilderness time had never happened, she would have been like, okay, well, bye, Jeff. That was fun. And gone on and had that other love affairs and done other stuff. But I think she felt like, well, now I have to make this be meaningful. I have to make this be my relationship for my life. And she was nervous to investigate it too closely, like she is with everything. It's like Jeff was somewhat of a comfort zone for her coming back after having faced these major traumas. I mean, you know, the plane crash, being stranded. And let's not forget, she was pregnant at the time. And we still yes. don't know what happened to the baby that was Jeff's. Yeah. Does Jeff know about the baby? Um, you know, we actually did a little poll on Reddit. Um, do you think Jeff knows the truth about what happened to the baby in the wilderness? And it was pretty close. There were over 2,000 votes. Uh, 976 people said, yes, he knows the full story. But the winner of the poll was no. Shauna did not put the entire thing in her journals. And that was over 1,000 people answering that. So, yeah. um, I mean, do you think that she was completely truthful in her journals? Or do you think she left some stuff out? How much does Jeff know? Well, we know Jeff knows whatever's in those journals because that quote that he says secrets have always been a part of us is when Shauna learns that he read those journals years ago and he's known for years now what not maybe not what happens in the wilderness, but at least what she wrote down in those journals. He knows. And I for the life of me, I can't I can't sit here and say that I think that he knows the full truth. I can't. Right. I, I mean, it would be a lot for him to swallow it and live with it for that long of a time. But it does seem that Jeff has this huge forgiveness capacity, yeah. given that, you know, Shauna is cheating on him and murders the guy that she's cheating on him with. And Jeff is like ready to take the rap. I mean, he's he forgives her. It's incredible to me. Like if I killed somebody, I don't know if my husband's first response would be like, oh, hey, you know, no big deal. Like, what are we going to do about it? Never mind. Like the person that you're cheating on your spouse with. Like, crazy. yeah, yeah. I don't think my husband would be like, I have an idea as to how we can cover this up. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's it's absolutely crazy. And so from that standpoint, we can see like Jeff totally loves Shauna. Right. But does Shauna actually love Jeff? That was another poll from Reddit. And it seems like the winner of that one was, you know, it's it's complicated. You know, about 300 people said no, a little less than that said yes, and then almost double that said it's complicated. And it is complicated. I mean, Shauna's yeah. been through a lot. So, you know, I don't know if Shauna's actually capable of loving somebody in the sense that, like, like traditional love. Like I think too much has happened to her and has like stunted that part of her emotions in a way. Like she lost her best friend in such a traumatic way that like I would blame myself for if I were Shauna, because if that fight never happened, she would have never went outside and she could have easily went out there and told her to come inside, but she didn't. So I don't think that Shauna's capable of feeling that type of love. I think it's more of like a comfortable security, like this is what I know 
This is what feels comfortable to me. He he accepts me because he knows who I am kind of thing. Absolutely. I mean, it does seem like she has a wall up when it comes to her emotions. Um, she may not love in a traditional sense. Like you said, it, it, it is more of a comfort zone. But I mean, given that she lost her best friend, she probably lost her baby. I don't think she ever really truly reconciled that. And how could she ever truly love anybody when, first of all, she she doesn't love herself because yeah. the guilt, I think, supersedes the self-love part. But yeah. oh, man, she's such a complicated character. And, you know, it just goes to show how how trauma really impacts your life, your relationships. And I just don't know. I, I'm surprised her and Jeff are still together at this point. But yeah, you know, I when mean, we they're in therapy, but like again, I feel like with the therapy, I feel like Jeff is more receptive to it and more open to it working than Shauna is because the therapist asked them, like, how's your sex life? And Shauna lies, like she like tries to make up a lie, and he's like so honest about it because he wants to fix the problem, like he wants to put in the work, whereas I feel like Shauna is okay with things remaining the way that they are. Absolutely. And and she has a really hard time accepting the therapy and carrying out, you know, the homework they're supposed to do. We see that when they're supposed to do the role-playing assignment and Jeff is really into it. I mean, he's bringing the furniture store, you know, into the role-playing a little bit and it does not come as easy for Shauna. We do see her end up coming back and, you know, giving it, the old college try, as as you would say. But yeah, I, I mean, Jeff is definitely a lot more receptive to it than Shauna. Yeah. Again, it's that wall that she's built. I don't know yeah. that anybody can really penetrate that wall. We saw Adam maybe come close. I, I think that was the first time Shauna had really lived and let loose in years. If I, I honestly think if Shauna like is, loves anyone, like, it would be like Thaisa, like, because she's comfortable with Thaisa. Like she's comfortable with Thaisa in a way that she's not capable of being comfortable with Jeff. Because no, Thaisa or her daughter, her, her yes, own daughter. daughter. I mean, yeah. she's so detached from these other people, but the most meaningful heart to heart and relationship I think we see in season one is definitely Shauna and Ty. You are totally spot on with that. Yeah. I don't think we see her sharing her emotions with anybody like she does with Ty, not Jeff, not Callie. Her relationships are very complicated. Um, She's lucky she has Jeff. I mean, she's so lucky that Jeff has stuck around and and been such a dedicated husband. And, you know, let's talk about Bianca, right? We all assumed the first time watching Yellow Jackets that Jeff was cheating on Shauna. I mean, how could we not think that? It was pretty apparent or so it seemed yeah especially in that moment when after shauna and jeff have sex and his phone buzzes and she sees the text from bianca like my immediate first thought was oh my god he's cheating on her like obviously like and that's the direction yeah and that's the direction they wanted us to go they wanted us to think that because why would we ever think jeff would blackmail anyone (laughs) I mean, it does seem so far-fetched. He was definitely the last person I suspected of blackmailing, although I think it started to become more apparent as the season went on. But, you know, we 
I thought it was Adam for the longest time. Um, and, you know, in terms of the blackmail, so Jeff's furniture store, Sadeki and Sons, is going down. Goddamnfurniturefam.com just coming in and ruining all the futon sales. And so, you know, Jeff gets buried and in over his head and he calls on, you know, his, his buddy Randy, which that's another long lasting relationship Jeff has as well. I mean, him and Randy have been buddies since high school. So I think that friendship too, just shows the capacity Jeff has to be like a ride or die for somebody. So, yeah, I yes. agree. Um, so they, they do the blackmail. Uh, do we think that Jeff is behind the postcards though? This is another discussion regarding the blackmail. Like we, we know that he sent the texts and who received the texts, Emily? So we know that Natalie and Thaisa received text messages. Misty does not receive a text message. So, and when Jeff um, admits to Shauna that he was behind the blackmail, he says, well, I thought Thaisa, maybe Natalie would have that kind of cash. So to me, that, that shows he only sent two texts. Like he only sent the text to Natalie and to to Thaisa. Misty was not involved in that. And another reason being because he got the numbers. I think he got the numbers from Shauna's burner phone, right? Is yes. that where he got them from? That so, makes sense. Yes. So he, Misty wouldn't be in her phone because she doesn't talk to Misty. So And she didn't have... recognize Misty's number when Misty called her to tell her about Travis's death either. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if he had sent it to any of the other yellow jackets like he didn't say that he sent it to the any other of the other ones and i'm assuming that lottie's not living in the area anymore and we don't know about van yet so why would he send texts to them if they're not even around right he was going after where he thought you know the money would come from from ty who obviously has enough money to be running a senatorial campaign mm -hmm. and who, you know, may not have money, but she's being covered for this rehab or whatever. So, you know, yeah. Jeff probably doesn't know the specifics of their situations, but we know that he doesn't have Misty's number. So I think we can safely assume Jeff sent the text messages, but yes. the postcards are another story. Speaking of the postcards, there was also a Reddit poll regarding that. Um, does anyone think that Jeff is behind sending the postcards? Um, 339 votes, 42 people were unsure, 76 people said it's possible he could be tied to both, and 221 said he sent the blackmail texts, but not the postcards. And I think that makes sense, because who received yeah. the postcards, Emily? Misty, Natalie, and Thaisa. Shauna does not receive a text or a postcard, which I think they did that to make you think that Jeff was tied to both. Like, I feel like that's why they did that. But why Shauna didn't receive a postcard is one of our biggest questions. <laughs> right. And something we've been kind of talking about is maybe, you know, if they did come from the cult, whether that is Lottie, maybe that's Van, we're not sure yet. If Shauna's baby did survive and did stay in the wilderness and end up somehow with Lottie and her cult, does Shauna have some sort of cult immunity? And that's why they're not targeting her as they are the others. Yeah. 
I, I feel like if the, if the child survives, like you said, it would give Shauna some type of like immunity, like she would be protected in a way. Because if the cult is, if the cult does have her child, then maybe that child like said, okay, like you can do whatever you want, but like hands off her, like you have to stay away from her. Like that's, that's, that's my rule. If the child knows the truth about where they come from, because who's to say this child even knows that Shauna's its mom. I mean, you know, (laughs) Shauna has brunette hair. Lottie has brunette hair. It could be safe to say if the child did survive, they really don't know who they came from or who their mom is, or they assume that like Lottie is their mom, which, wow, that's, something to consider that's really interesting yeah there's so many routes they could go like in letting that child survive even like do that does the child know who its real parents are does it not like is it with the cult like was it raised by somebody in the cult and that's who they think its parents are like they could do so much with it (laughs) they could and you know just going back to whether or not jeff knew about the existence of the baby I've got to say, she didn't write anything about the baby at all in the journals. I just can't see a character living with the fact that they have a child out there, whether it's alive or dead, and and forgiving somebody for that. I mean, we do know Jeff has a huge capacity for forgiveness, but I think if he knew about the baby, they would be in a completely different spot in their marriage. I agree 100%. There's – he – he has too big of a heart and like hit like he cares too much about things that I feel like if he knew that he had a child out there, he wouldn't be able to just like let it go and never talk about it. Like not want this child to be involved in its life because if Callie has a sibling, I don't think Callie knows she has a sibling. Like, no, there's no way. Like, I don't, like you said, I don't think that, she wrote anything about this baby in her journal. Like she had to have wrote that she was pregnant because we know Jackie read that or maybe not even that she was pregnant. Maybe she just wrote that her and Jeff had sex and Jackie like put two and two together. together. Yeah. Yeah. But she at least wrote down that they had sex. So we know that, but I, I really don't think she put in those journals that she had that baby, whatever ends up happening. If it, if she miscarries, if it's a stillbirth, if it survives, like, because she knows that what's in those journals is highly sought after. She puts them in a safe and locks the safe. Like there's something in there that she doesn't want people knowing, but I don't think it has to do with the baby. No. No, I, um, and you know, one more thing with the safe in the journals. I mean, we talked about, you know, Jeff having read the journals, he has access to the safe, but could Callie have also read the journals? I mean, her combination was 2525, which is the flight number. First of all, mm-hmm. pick a different combination. I mean, <laughs> anybody, you know, wanted to break in. I mean, it's also possible Adam stole the journals when he was in the closet as well. I think that's unlikely, but it is possible. Anyone could guess the combination if it's the flight number. That was honestly my first thought when Adam went into that closet was that he took the journals. Like I thought it was him because I thought 
before I made the connection with Jeff. And I didn't even make the connection that it was Jeff, honestly, until right before, like when Shauna's kneeling in front of her safe and she sees the glitter all over the floor. Like that's when it hit me that, oh my God, it's Jeff. It's not Adam. Like I thought it was Adam the entire time. Like they put him in the closet. Obviously they put him in the closet to hide him from Jeff, but he's standing right next to the safe. Like, and he's so like they make him so suspicious the entire time because they want you to think like a million different things <laughs> they're so good at red herrings i mean it is absolutely unbelievable and can we just talk a second about how like innocent jeff is in some ways i mean there's no book club <laughs> Like, there's no book club. That line, for me, is one of the funniest lines in the entire season. Oh, my gosh. I cried. I cried when I watched it the first time. It was so funny. The look on his face <laughs> when he discovers there's no book club, I mean, it is just priceless. And he really believed, Shauna, that she was going to a book club. It made me feel I so know. bad for Jeff. Like, once we figure out he's not a cheater. I mean, I oh. know. She even says, like, you thought I was going to book club this whole time. Like, most people would realize, like, you don't go to book club, like, three times in one week. <laughs> yeah, and one of them was on, like, Halloween night, right? I, I mean, yeah. there, I'm sorry, but there's definitely no book club on Halloween. Like, it's just <laughs> it's just not a thing. Um, and just the way she said the book's name, what was it? Like, the girl the in girl the window in the, of the train. The, the girl in the train window. Yes. I mean, oh my God. But it that line, the no book club, just really gets to the heart of Jeff for me. Like, he's a good guy. We don't think he's a good guy. They make him very unlikable when we think that he's a cheater. But he's not. I mean, he's no. his transformation, I think, in terms of him and Shauna's relationship from the start to the finish of season one is substantial for me. Yeah. He buys her that dress for the reunion at the beginning, which is so not Shauna. No. He, he could not have picked a worse dress for Shauna. But, you know, by the end, he has the box waiting for her on the bed. And the dress is so much more suited to her. I just mm -hmm. feel like that is a metaphor for me of him and Shauna finally understanding each other coming back yeah. together we see them at the end you know watching the news with Callie just like a normal family maybe they're going to get a cat um <laughs> but you know behind the scenes there's so much other stuff going on but that's also the norm for them there's always yeah. been behind the scenes stuff and secrets the entire time that we've known Shauna and Jeff so yeah, <sighs> yeah. goodness they and really he really does like you said like make such a transformation from the beginning to the end like and for me at least like I became team Jeff big time when they go to that brunch at Jackie's parents house because yes. Jackie's mom is the literal worst like she She's is terrible any chance she had to tear Shauna down about anything, like just highlighting how wonderful and beautiful and smart and perfect Jackie was, like she was throwing it in Shauna's face. Like, and Shauna was compared to her while Jackie was alive and she's still being compared to Jackie when Jackie's dead. And Jeff sat there and he 
held his tongue for a majority of the time. But then at the very end, he says to he says to Jackie's parents, Shauna and I were sleeping together when Jackie and I were still a couple, which is obviously, you know, a shitty thing. But there it is, because the truth is Jackie was amazing. But so is my damn wife. And she still is. And I may have been an idiot then, but at least I was smart enough to see that. So uh, he, uh, he he really stuck up for for her. He sure and, did. He's a good husband. He is a good husband. I love that he had Shauna's back there. That scene with Mrs. Taylor was like hard to watch. It really made, hard to watch. It made me so angry because like everybody knows somebody like that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Unfortunately, they do. <laughs> and you to just sit there and hold your tongue that whole time when you're being degraded, like that takes so much patience and self-control, like, self-control, a lot of self-control. But I feel like at the same time, like Shauna almost seemed used to it. Like, I feel like this was a repetitive thing. Like every year they would get together and her mom would just go off about how wonderful Jackie was. And Shauna almost feels like she doesn't have the right to say anything because of what happened. She just takes it like a punching bag because of the guilt that she has for having killed their daughter, essentially. But props to Jeff for speaking up and sticking up for her and having her back it's just another like jeff gem i mean there's a couple of them it's amazing for me that he went from so disliked at the start to to a really great husband at the end like when they're dancing at the reunion and all the confetti's falling and it's kind of super awkward because they had just honored like jackie or whatever and they're Mm -hmm. talking about you know disposing of adam's corpse like no big deal (laughs) like like it's a normal conversation i just like they're base operating level of like normalcy is just so different (laughs) relative to other people's absolutely like they they seemed like so calm when they were having that conversation like she's like i took care of it like don't worry about it it's it's all good Yep. And then her approaching Randy and essentially saying, you know, like this had better not ever come out. I mean, he's kind of a wild card, right? Because he knows about the blackmail. And Jeff almost got caught. I mean, when Ty came over to Shauna and Jeff's house for like, what, the first time in like 20 years since they'd seen each other, probably since Shauna and Jeff's wedding. Yeah. I mean, like Jeff almost you know, could have been caught at that point. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, she drops by their house for the unexpected visit and like the reaction on his face when she comes, like could have just given away the whole thing. And it's surprising because Ty's very smart, but obviously she like the last thing she's thinking is, Oh, you know, Jeff is blackmailing us. I mean, it's not even a thing. Um, If it wasn't for Ty though, cause Ty says, uh like when after Jeff gets away when they uh chase him through that clothing store they say what are we what do we do now and Ty is the one that says look for an asshole covered in glitter so if Ty would have never said that maybe Shauna might not have even like realized like why is this glitter here like what is it doing here like that because as soon as she sees it in the closet like she flashes to that moment in her head and that's when she makes the yeah that's when she makes the connection that oh my god my husband 
blackmailed my friends. <laughs> and then, you know, she has the job of convincing her friends that it was Adam that was blackmailing, not Jeff, which is just a, another secret that Sean is keeping. I mean, she is just like full of secrets. That was really quick thinking on Jeff's part, though, to suggest that, too. Like, so your friends think that this guy was behind it. Like, why can't you just make them think he was behind that, too? Like, tie it all together and make it one nice little neat package. Like, that was really quick thinking on his part. I was impressed. It was. I mean, he's already in, like, the devious zone. He's been deceitful with the whole blackmail thing. So it's almost like lying has just become second nature to him a little bit. But, again, props to Jeff for having Shauna's back when she was cheating on him and she murdered the guy and he's still there to help her. I just, I mean, yeah. husband of the year. Like, what better of a guy is there than Jeff? She even says, like, after all this, and he's like, of course I still love you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jeff is a complex character and I feel like he doesn't get enough credit. He's kind of like dum da dum da dum do do do. But I mean he's he develops quite a lot during the season. He's stuck with Shauna for all these years. He's yeah. a, a, probably a better dad to Callie than Shauna is a mom to Callie. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. He's, he's a good guy, you know? The poor dude, hawking futons. It's not working out. He's just trying to provide for his family. And, you know, he's he's forced to blackmail. And, you know, just back to the blackmail once again, like, who is this Bianca lady and how do they become connected? I, I don't yeah, know. That's a really good question because, like, Shauna says, like, like loan sharks, like, like, that's who you're involved with. Like, and you don't just casually run into a loan shark on the street. Like you have to kind of like seek that kind of a person out for that kind of a thing. So maybe, maybe Randy knew the loan sharks. (laughs) Maybe, maybe he's got a gambling problem we don't know about. I don't know, or was in some crazy debt or Emily, is it possible that Bianca and the bad people could somehow be connected to the cult? Or do you think that's too far-fetched? Um, I honestly don't think that anything is too far-fetched. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that could be possible for sure. Right. I'm not sure how it would, like, intertwine, but maybe those people, like somehow knew the cult and the cult said like we need you to infiltrate these people's lives and this is how you're gonna do it and maybe that's know. how shauna got infiltrated because we, again she did not get the text or the postcard so maybe they were coming at her from a different direction i don't know i'm convinced that lottie has people infiltrating their lives in some way and in some capacity, like all of them. So how they get to Shauna, if not Adam, like if it's not Adam, then like, where is the connection to Shauna and Jeff? Because they have to be brought into the fold somehow. And Shauna's not a trustworthy person. She's not an open person. And to me, it made the most sense for it to be Adam because that was like the logical in because that was where she was vulnerable. But that would mean that like Adam somehow had to have like orchestrated this car crash or something like that too. 
Right, which doesn't seem likely, but then when you think about Adam showing up other places where Shauna is, yeah. such as the hotel when Jeff's meeting yeah. Bianca, how is he just there? And then yeah. the timing was also pretty sus when he showed up at like 4 a.m. at Shauna's house after the whole blackmail thing. I mean, in my mind, I'm like, okay, he went and did the blackmail and then he came over. Like, that's yeah. pretty ballsy to show up at the woman you're sleeping with home who's married yes. at 4 a.m. And also for Jeff not to be home. Like, how did he know Jeff wasn't home? Like, there's there's a few things that yeah. don't quite add up for me. And yeah. it could be because the writers did say they hadn't made the decision on where to go with Adam. You know, maybe they were going to go in that direction. And then they decided, you know what, we're just going to make him a regular guy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You mentioned another theory um alana or alana mm. callie's friend like you said yes. you know they have to infiltrate somehow they mention this alana a couple of times casually yeah. we never see her what are the odds that alana or her family could somehow be tied to this cult i i i feel like she's gonna come into play somehow like she's been brought up multiple times like callie spending all of her time at this girl's house and i mean i know callie's a teenager but she spends like all her time there like she's never home and i know when i was that age i was with my friends a lot too but like I was sleeping at my own house. Like I wasn't sleeping at my friend's houses like during the school week. And it seems like she's spending a majority of her time with this girl. So I feel like maybe her parents could be involved with Lottie's call. And we speculated a little earlier about maybe Callie took Shauna's journals. Well, what if Callie took Shauna's journals and shared them with Alana or Alana's family, and they're going to potentially use that to try to blackmail Shauna into doing something in the future. Because Callie's a little, like, she's a little snarky. I could see her pulling something like that. Like, maybe not necessarily with Alana, Alana. Um, maybe she doesn't factor into it, but I could see her still taking them and copying something from them and being like, well, if you don't do this for me, I have this to use against you. Right. I mean, she had no problem using Shauna's affair with Adam, you know, potentially against her. And of course, Shauna came right back at her and was like, you know, not going to happen um, in true Shauna form. One of my favorite scenes. <laughs> yes, that was absolutely a good one. Um, you know, one other one other thing we didn't discuss yet. Right. So I'm going to put up our photo of Teen Jeff one more time. So Teen Jeff. He kind of looks like the kidnapper, Nat's kidnapper at the end, like the guy in the lavender with the necklace and the, the sweatsuit mm -hmm. or whatever scrubs. Mm -hmm. I don't have a picture of him to show, but there's something about his facial structure and jawline that just strikes me as like, could that guy be the long lost baby? I mean, how old was he? Like probably 25 years old or so. I mean, we don't know, but something yeah. about his jawline just kind of just is reminiscent of teen Jeff. So you're thinking it's possible that the child did survive and the, and the child was present for Natalie's kidnapping. I think that's totally possible too. Like I wouldn't put it past them to do that because if the child survives, then the child has to become important. Like, they're not going to let that baby live and not have it be an important part of the storyline. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it. Anything is possible for sure. I know, you know, our favorite hobby is speculating. So <laughs> some of our speculation may be a little wilder than others, but it is possible. What I can't wait for is like down the road a little bit and say season three, which has already been picked up, by the way, um, or season four, you know, just to kind of see how all of this plays out like what happened to the baby like are we going to find out in the second season what happens to the baby are we going to find out in the third season like when are we going to actually find out and be able to put this thing to rest I think they're going to make I don't think we're going to find out in season two I think they're going to drag it out a little bit more because it is such a big question like what happens to this baby especially because no one in the adult timeline ever speaks about this baby no one like no Thaisa doesn't talk about it with Shauna Natalie doesn't talk about it and they were all there so they all know what happened and no one brings it up no one brings it up the only other thing I can think of that like might be relative to the baby is in Ty's altar we have Mm -hmm. the baby doll Sammy's doll Manny I believe Manny is the doll's name Mm -hmm. um Manny's there. Could Manny be some kind of representation of the baby if they had sacrificed it, you know, out in the wilderness, which I can't picture them. If they're not going to eat the baby, I can't picture them like sacrificing it, but perhaps it was stillborn and they still use that as some kind of sacrifice. Maybe Manny on Ty's altar somehow represents that baby and that sacrifice. I was thinking maybe if the baby's born and, like, they realize that there's something, like, very wrong with the baby, like, the baby isn't going to survive, like, and they know that, that, like, then they might choose to sacrifice the baby because they know the baby's going to die anyways. I know. Oh, my God. That, like, makes me want to cry. I I mean, if they're not going to eat the baby, I can't picture them, like, killing a live baby, even if it has issues. That is, like... Yeah, heartbreaking to even think about. I mean, but Sophie Nelise in one of her interviews, like she talks about filming for season two and she talks about like she can't believe that they had to do what they have to do. And like she talked about the fact that like she told her therapist about it. So whatever happens, I don't I don't think it has to do with the baby, though, because I, I just don't think that it's. I, I'm pretty sure she said that it was episode six that she was referring to in spe- in specifics to season two. So I don't think that like she's going to go into labor at that point. I don't think that she's going to be far enough along unless she does go into like early labor. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, the the almost abortion scene was very difficult to watch. I think one of the more difficult things to watch in season one and whatever transpires with the baby, I have a feeling it will be difficult to watch no matter what, whether it's stillborn, whether she has a miscarriage, whether it's born alive, the emotions behind that. It's going to be emotional no matter what happens. And, you know, circling it back to Jeff, if we do find out this baby's been out there that whole time, is that something that Jeff would be able to forgive Shauna for? Because he's already forgiven her for so much. But like, what's the line for Jeff's forgiveness, right? That's a good point. Because I honestly don't know if I like if my spouse had a child out there that they didn't tell me about and I somehow found out about when the child was like in their twenties, like that's a lot to, 
to take in and process and like accept, especially if it's your child and you didn't know that the oh, child was out there. Like no way. Unforgivable. Yeah. Unforgivable. I think that, you know, that would be the thing that tears Jeff and Shauna apart. Finally, you know, secrets have always been a part of them, but I think that he would draw the line at that secret. Maybe the child will make their presence known in order to try to alienate Shauna from Jeff. Because maybe, maybe the whole goal in Shauna not getting any of this is because they're trying to, like, exclude her on purpose for some reason. Hmm. Gosh. And, you know, if the baby did survive, like, how did Shauna make the decision to leave it out there? Is it because yeah. of her emotional detachment that, you know, she clearly has always had and became more pronounced after Jackie died? how would she leave it out there unless it was a situation where they like had to get out fast and they had to leave people behind, which is something that we've also discussed. Yeah. That's, that's the only like thing that makes sense to me is that when they were rescued, like not everybody would have been rescued and the baby would have been in that group that wasn't rescued because we've said before, if they were rescued and they were rescued with the baby, there's no way that that baby would not be like, in the forefront of every news article special like and there's not a word so that baby the pre that baby the world does not know that that baby exists oh yeah no way it would be like i don't know i when i was younger it was like baby jessica in the well i feel like it would oh, be yeah. another like you know baby jessica in the well or whatever like the cannibal survivor baby or it yeah. would have some kind of you know catchy news name that they give it but yeah. Um, but yeah, if the baby is alive, it's, it's a big secret and one that's probably kept from Jeff and we will see how it all pans out, I guess. But if Jeff does know that there's a child out there and he's okay with it, then that will blow my mind. <laughs> oh my God. I don't think it's possible. I don't think yeah. that Jeff could know about the baby and have forgiven Shauna. He probably assumes, you know, if he knows about the pregnancy, probably assumes the baby didn't make it safe assumption for anybody you yeah. know with with plane crash survivors out in the wilderness for 19 months i don't think anybody would would suspect uh, and no one knew she was pregnant before they went out there so it's not as if when they were rescued they're like oh what happened to the baby because yeah. nobody knew so exactly yep. yeah Whew, goodness. Well, um, I feel like we did a lot of spilling on Jeff today in this specialty spill episode. Yes. Lots to uncover. He's definitely a more complex character and one of the few male characters in, mm -hmm. in Yellow Jacket season one and um, probably the most prevalent male character moving forward, I would suspect. Yeah. I think he's going to be very important throughout the series. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, lots of things to be determined. Does he know about the baby? Is Nat's kidnapper his son? Is Randy going to spill about the blackmail? I, I mean, are the adult yellow jackets going to find out that it was Jeff and not Adam? I, I mean, that's another you know question that we have probably, I have, right? I have one more question for you about Randy. So Ooh. Randy knows about the blackmail, but... Does he, did he see those journals when Jeff took, if Jeff did take the journals to copy the symbol, was Randy there and did he see anything? Ooh, that is a good question. I feel like Randy's an interesting character because he's inserted just enough into the story 
to be somewhat important, but not quite enough to be, you know, a, a leading suspect in anything or whatever. He's very much like Jeff's accomplice, similar to how like Shauna was living in the, in the shadow of Jackie, right? It's yes. like, it's like Randy is Jeff's Shauna, if that makes yeah, sense. But, absolutely. um, you know, I, I mean, I think there's some possibility. We see Shauna, you know, talking to Randy at the motel when she's meeting Adam. We see her talking to him at the reunion. Um, and by the way, Jeff Holman, who plays Randy, is so sweet. He's interacted with us on social media before. They had a little interaction on a, a an older post, um, him and Melanie, which I thought was very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, Randy, moving forward, I... I don't know, but he probably comes into play with something. Yeah, because he was filming for season two. Like he just posted to his Instagram recently that he went back for I don't know how many episodes, but he was back up there filming. So Randy obviously comes back into the picture again. Yeah, I mean, he's he's in there just enough, you know, to be interesting and for there yeah. to be some kind of backstory. And it does seem that the majority of Yellow Jackets characters have some kind of secret or backstory. And, yeah. you know, I imagine we'll find out more about Randy's in season two. Mm-hmm. And Jeff and Randy are cute. Like, the, like the ride-or-die bros who were, like, friends since high school. Like, it's kind of cute. In a way, it's like, okay, like, they probably peaked in high school. And, you know, <laughs> like, they're still friends living in their hometown. But at the same time, you know, they also, you know, Jeff, Jeff at least, you know, has a, a good marriage. Randy's does seem to be a little on the rocks, given that he was at the motel uh, with a, it, during a fight with his wife. Yeah, he says it might be cheaper to keep her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine what um, Randy's wife is like. We didn't see her at all at the reunion, did we? No. No. Nope. So that's that's fascinating, too. I wonder if his wife comes into play. I wonder if it's someone they went to high school with. If it was, we probably would have seen more context of that at the reunion, yeah. I would think. But Yeah. I think so, too. <sighs> all right. Well, Jeff Sadecki, Warren Cole, Jack Depew. We spilled on all of it. But if you think that we missed something with Jeff or any of these plot holes, please comment and let us know. We would love to hear your Jeff Sadecki theories. Do you think he was behind the postcards and the text? Do you think he was just the text? Do you think it was both? Do you think he knows about the baby? What's going to happen with Randy? I mean, again, we have more questions than answers with our beloved Yellow Jackets. Yes. Way more questions than answers, but <laughs> hopefully we get the answers in due time. Absolutely. And uh, our next specialty spill will be on Teen Lottie. So we will be diving deep into all things Courtney Eaton and also, you know, discussing what we hope to see from adult Lottie, Simone Kessel, in season two. And um, we're going to have a guest joining us, uh, one of our Yellow Jacket fan friends and um, he will be joining in the conversation as well. So yes. um, if there's anything you'd like us to discuss on Teen Lottie, again, let us know. Drop a comment, message us. We love to hear what our hive wants to hear. So buzz on in and let us know. That was a very comprehensive specialty spill all about Jeff Sadecki. Thanks for joining us, hive babes. Until we spill again.